Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. But I don't see how it has much effect on this year's game, you know, um, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, they did a good job on the game last year, and, you know, hopefully we've I mean, we're, we're, we grew a lot from that as a team uh, within our program and where we are. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we will discuss that loss that ended a 31-game winning streak for Florida and how the Gators are approaching that game this season. In the second segment, we'll discuss Felipe Franks' history with Kentucky, the struggles that he's had against the Wildcats, and his approach to this latest matchup. And in the final segment, I'll bring you the rest of my talk with Tyree Cleveland, as well as my interviews with Malik Davis and Florida defensive tackle commit Gervin Dexter. But I want to start by looking back at last year's game. That's obviously one of the top storylines for this year's matchup. And really a tough way for Dan Mullen to get his tenure started at UF. The Gators suffer a 27-16 loss to UK in the Swamp. It was a game that they actually led at halftime after scoring 10 points in the second quarter. They held a 10-7 lead going into the locker room. And as we know with Mullen and his staff, they usually do a really good job of making halftime adjustments and coming out and playing well in the third and fourth quarter, but that did not happen. The Gators got shut out in the third quarter while Kentucky scored two touchdowns and were able to pull away with an 11-point win. And as we discussed yesterday, that was a game in which the Gators lost Marco Wilson for the year, and I think having to adjust to that injury right then and there was difficult for Florida secondary. The defense as a whole really struggled in that game. Terry Wilson had 105 yards rushing on 10 carries in the touchdown, also threw for 151 yards and two scores. And a big rushing performance from Benny Snell Jr. He finishes with 175 yards on the ground on 27 touches. And remember those tackling issues that Florida had against Miami? Well, they were even worse against Kentucky. And that was surprising to see early on in the season from what we all consider to be a really elite unit. On the offensive side, a tough night for Felipe Franks. He throws for 232 yards, but just 17 of 38 with his pass attempts. He had two touchdowns, but did throw an interception, had a 52.5 QBR rating. And the Gators couldn't get it going on the ground either. Jordan Scarlett held to just 25 yards on seven carries. LaMichael P. Ryan, 34 yards. And Florida gets outrushed 303 to 128. So just a game in which the Wildcats really had Florida's hand. And if you look back at some of the recent contests, how close Florida had played Kentucky, this loss and the win streak coming to an end was bound to happen. And in hindsight, when you think about it, Florida coming off of a four-win season, having a brand new head coach, having a new offensive and defensive system, And going up against an SEC team that had a head coach who was in place, had his program established, and you're facing them your second game of the year. It was just the perfect storm for the Wildcats to come into Ben Hill Griffin Stadium and get a win. But as we all know, Florida was able to rebound from that loss and have a good season. They go on the road and get the win at Mississippi State, come back home and beat LSU. They have the setback against Missouri for homecoming, but then finish out the season with four straight wins. On the other side, Kentucky had its biggest season under Mark Stoops, a breakout year for him, and the Wildcats showed that they can be a contender in the SEC East. Now, how does all that affect this year's matchup? Well, it depends on who you ask. Most of the players and coaches will tell you that last year's loss has nothing to do with Saturday night's game. 
These are two totally different teams with different players. And I think if you could line up last year's Florida group against last year's Kentucky group and they could run it again in the swamp, those guys would want to do it. But that matchup has no bearing on this game, especially with Kentucky not having Terry Wilson anymore, Benny Snell Jr. having moved on, and the Gators just being much better as a team and program now from where they were this time last year. Here were some comments from Florida coach Dan Mullen on that topic. I'm going to be discussed within the scheme of what we're trying to do. You know, besides, hey, this is what they did to stop us or this is how what they ran on offense and defense and here's how they made some plays. This caused us some problems. Here's some things we did well. That's about what, how, what we take out of last year's game. Dan, you said a second ago that um, you thought your program grew a lot from the Kentucky game last year. Mm -hmm. How so? Uh, I think our guys really learned. I think we learned a lot about the players. You know, we didn't. I don't know that we were always putting everybody in the best position to make plays. Uh, I think we learned what guys did well and poorly uh, at that point. And you know, we we maybe had some guys out of position and. You know, some guys probably playing more than they should. Other guys not playing as much as they should uh, in in those ways. Um, I think losing a game kind of motivated the guys in a different way of what we need to do and our sense of urgency of how hard it is to win. Uh, and, you know, so I think they took a lot out of it. I think we went on a pretty good winning streak after that game. And... Um, you know, which sometimes happens. You know, I know we hadn't had a lot of success, I guess, the year before, but came in early and had, you know, I mean, game one was good, and but then I think we really learned, uh, especially the coaches. You know, I mean, like you say, you, our, our job is to put guys in the best position to make plays, and I don't think we were doing that. And I, not by anything but lack of knowing all the guys on the team and experience of knowing the players and how they react and respond in the game. Defensive coordinator Todd Grantham also chimed in on last year's loss. You know, last year was last year, and um, that doesn't affect this year. Um, but we, we recognize that they're a physical team and that they're going to they're gonna bring their physicality in their run game. So we've got to understand that part of the game is important to winning. What are your thoughts on Kentucky and what's the challenge of getting ready for them now with the injury that they just had at quarterback? Well, I mean, first of all, they're a very physical running team. You know, their offensive line does a really good job. Um, they're a downhill team that really got after us last year and moved us around and ran the ball pretty good. So, you know, we know that's going to be a challenge. Um, their, their runners run hard. I mean, I know the one guy's left, obviously, but the guys that are back are talented guys. Um, you know, the slot receiver one's a guy that can make plays for you. And then the quarterback was a guy that played a little bit last year He, he at, at Troy. You know, he's, he's a guy that's competitive. Um, he's, a, he's a good athlete. Not necessarily to the guy that they had there before, but he's a good enough athlete. Uh, he had a nice touchdown throw there to the game um, that he's got some touch on his vertical balls and things like that. He's a competitor. He knows where to distribute the ball. So, I mean, I fully expect him to continue to run their offense and do the things that they've done to win the games that they won the last two years. So we know we got to play physical and match their intensity. When we come back from this break, we'll discuss Florida quarterback Felipe Franks and his history with the Wildcats. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Everyone loves the comfort of their own home, but there's nothing like going to a game and being a fan in the stands. And whether you're looking for seats on the 50-yard line or front row tickets to see your favorite band in person, Vivid Seats is here to help you. Vivid Seats is the top source for purchasing event tickets in the online marketplace. You can search for seats by section, row, and price all on the Vivid Seats app. 
The in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards, allows you to purchase tickets to any concert, game, or show and earn credit towards your next live event. Visit the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Do that and you're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From sporting events to theater shows, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the Vivid Seats app and become part of their loyalty program today. Welcome back into the show, folks. Now, Florida's winning streak against Kentucky almost came to an end in 2017. The Gators found themselves trailing by double digits in the second half after then-redshirt freshman Felipe Franks struggled in the game just 7 of 12 for 85 yards. He did have a touchdown pass, but it was his second time being benched in three games to start the season. And Florida had to go to Luke Del Rio, who came off of the bench threw the game-winning touchdown pass to a wide-open Freddie Swain and finished 9 of 14 for 74 yards. He did have an interception when he first got into the game, but that was a difficult time for Franks. Everybody knows how hard that year was on him because, remember, he came to Florida as a top 50 overall recruit, an Elite 11 finalist, one of the top quarterbacks in the country, and after redshirting in 2016, his opportunity to start for the Gators did not begin well. They lose the season opener to Michigan. He gets benched in that game. He throws the game-winning Hail Mary pass against Tennessee and then goes to Kentucky and gets benched again on the road. Comes back the next week. He's not the guy against Vanderbilt. But then Luke Del Rio goes down with an injury. Felipe comes off the bench and leads the Gators to a win over the Commodores. So just within his first four games of the season... A ton of highs and lows for Felipe Franks. And then he just gets into the brutal stretch where the Gators lose five games in a row. Jim McElwain gets fired. And he once again goes through the experience of getting benched. And at that point, a lot of college football commentators, people around the country, and I think a lot of folks in Gator Nation wondered if Felipe could ever recover from that. There were a lot of people that wrote him off and thought he could never develop into a starting quarterback for the Gators. And then early on in 2018, those questions still lingered after he loses to Kentucky in the swamp. He was able to get it going once Florida got into SEC play, but then had the setback with the loss against Georgia, gets benched against the Tigers in Florida's homecoming loss, and it wasn't until that South Carolina game where Franks finally put it all together. The light bulb came on. He had his aha moment, and from then on, he's been celebrating in the end zone, shushing the crowd, and he hasn't lost a game for the Gators. So he's come a long way since his struggles against Kentucky. But it is interesting when you look back on it at how he was viewed then and how he's viewed now. But for Felipe, he ain't worried about anything that I'm talking about. He's just focused on the game Saturday. He's not thinking about the loss last year. He's not thinking about his last trip to Lexington. He spoke this week when he met with the media about his motivation for this game. You know, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't even look. I mean, you know, that, that game has no effect on this year's game at all. Um, you know, it's, they have different players. We have different players. Some of the same players, some of them, you know, not. But um, we try to prepare this week to go out there and, and play, uh, you know, this year's Kentucky team. And uh, I think that's the funnest part. Uh, you know, it doesn't have any effect. How much did last year's loss, I guess, help you guys in the long run? Yeah, yeah. for last year's season, I think it was an eye-opener. That You know, we should never take a team lightly, no matter what people say about them or anything. You should never take a team lightly. Um, there should be a standard at which you play at every game, no matter who you're playing. And if you're playing below that standard, then that's not right, and that's not how we're going to win. And uh, 
I think we, you know, we made that very clear after last year's loss, and you know, going into this season, we made that very clear that you know there's a standard at which you play at, and if you're not up to that standard, then you know you don't expect to go out there and win. Like you're playing Kentucky, you I mean it's like, all right, man, you guys got us last year, you know. Uh, I think like if you that? need to motivate somebody, then then you're in the wrong business. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't. That's just me personally. Either you ha you have that competitive fire, or you don't. Either you mean. You want to go out there and play every Saturday or you don't. You want to win or you don't. It's, you know, there's a, it's black and white. I don't think there's any gray area in being a competitor. Either you play with passion or you don't. I mean, one of the two. When we come back from this last break, I'll bring you my post-game interviews with Tyree Cleveland and Malik Davis, as well as my sit-down with Gators defensive tackle commit, Gervin Dexter. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Welcome back into the show. I played a little bit of my interview with Tyree Cleveland yesterday discussing Jacob Copeland and Dan Mullen's fiery halftime speech. Here's the rest of what Cleveland had to say about catching a touchdown in the swamp, how he's bounced back from his collarbone injury, and more. Uh, first of all, how'd you get so open? Uh, the play was cracked scene, so I had like a crack in the safety, but the safety shot down. So I was in the clear, just the right vertical. So he made it easy for me. How'd it feel to see all like green grass? Focus, focus on the ball. Yeah, you know, when you that wide open, you gotta focus more. You know, just focus on the ball, make a play. And to be back in the swamp with the fans scoring, scoring a touchdown and get a big win like that, just how'd it feel? It felt great, you know, coming out here and just trying to put on a show for the fans, you know, because without the fans, the swamp is dead, and it made the swamp alive without them. Loud noise and the atmosphere is crazy. The swamp is the best in the country. And you obviously bounced back from injury too. How's it feel to be, you know, back out there making plays and scoring touchdowns? I feel good, you know, when I got hurt last year. You know, it was a toll on me, but I had family, friends, teammates support me through through um, through that time. You know, just being able to come back, contribute to the team in any way I can. Uh, it's a blessing just to be here, you know. It's a blessing just to play in the swamp. And um, I just, I'm just thankful. Really. And, then, and then lastly, Felipe uh, hit his first 15 passes, had a career-high completions tonight, 25 actually. But just what you think about, you know, everything that was working for him? Uh, he, he keep making strides, you know. Every game he get better, you know. Um, all the talk about this and that, his attitude. But in the locker room, he's a great guy. You know, some people can't see that. But um, we behind him 100%. We're going to keep um, motivating him. He's going to keep making plays for the offense and keep leading us. <clears throat> Can you speak on him getting so many people involved tonight, 11 different players had catches? Uh, you know, he's just making his reads, you know. Um, quarterback put him in a great game plan, Coach Mullen. We game plan all week, you know. Uh, we know we we're going to face a, uh, a drop eight. They're going to drop eight in coverage. So Felipe just kept telling us just to work, work, work to get open and just keep, keep everything alive. UF's home opener against UT Martin was also a big night for running back Malik Davis. He got in the end zone for the first time since September 2017. He talked to me about that touchdown and also getting ready for the Wildcats. Uh, I feel pretty good, you know. Uh, I feel like I finally got my feet back wet, uh, feeling comfortable. So it was a great feeling. It was exciting to have my first one back in the swamp. How challenging is it when you just haven't played that much football in the last couple of years? Uh, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's pretty challenging. You know, you come back and you practice all camp and you're doing well, but it's just a different feeling than getting those reps in a game. So, 
How did it feel to have the offense come out there? You guys had you know, all those touchdown drives, over 200 yards on the ground, just to get that type of rhythm. Uh, it's a good feeling. You know, we know what we have and we know what we can do. The thing is, it's just, like I said, executing in the game, game time situations. How did it feel to kind of get a feel for this offense? You didn't just kind of got your feet wet last year, and now you got a chance to really run around tonight. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's a great feeling. You know, I, I was out for a while, and I'm just happy to finally be back out there. What are you guys thinking on offense? Are you watching Felipe go out there and he completes his first 15 passes? Uh, we just think we, we know what he can do. So I, 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 me personally, and I know my teammates as well, we expect that out of him. How comfortable did he look to you tonight? Uh, he looks pretty comfortable. He looked very good to me, and I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of the season. How tough do you think it is? Uh, Dan, Coach Mullen said that the defense you guys were playing was kind of sitting back, so he had to really be patient. How tough yeah. is that to manage, you know, knowing that you got that internal clock, but you also, you know, need to be patient and go through your reads? Uh, I think it's very tough, and, you know, we, we prepare the right way all week, so I feel like he was ready. What were your impressions of some of the younger guys, whether it was Damian and Iverson in the run game or a receiver like Jacob? Uh, I was very – I was rooting for them. I was very excited, you know, because it's just watching them practice. You know, everyone don't don't get to see what we see, so just watching them practice and seeing their hard work pay off in a game, and it's fun, to, it's fun to see those guys out there. Can you relate a little bit, too, especially with Jacob? He's a guy that had multiple injuries, you know, yeah. in the last year or whatever. Yeah, I definitely can relate because I know I know how bad he wanted. I know he works hard, so I know he was anxious to to get get out there and make some, make make some plays. Did you know it had been that long since you scored a touchdown? I don't know how long it's been, but I know it's been a very long. September thirtieth, two thousand seventeen, against Kentucky. That's a long time. That's a long time. And then obviously next week you guys go to Kentucky. How do you, how do you feel about that trip and obviously trying to get them back for last year? Uh, I'm I'm very excited and I can't wait to go down there and play. What was that first trip like to Lexington for you? You guys had that comeback victory and oh, my freshman year. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was pretty exciting. It was crazy. Tough place to play. It was pretty loud that day, from what I remember. And here's my interview with Florida defensive tackle commit Gervin Dexter. He's one of the top pledges in U.S. class, and in his last game, he had 11 tackles, five for a loss, and three quarterback hurries. Dexter was in attendance for Florida's home opener against UT Martin. Here's what he had to say about the game and where things stand with his recruitment. Hey, Gervin, what'd you think about the home opener tonight and, and what you saw from the Gators? Uh, they did real well. They jumped out on them, so a blowout game. <laughs> <laughs> I, obviously, a big night for the offense, a big night for Felipe Franks. How do you feel like they're looking on that side of the ball and the way Dan Mullins kind of got it rolling there? Uh, they they looking real good. Coach Mullins usually do a good job with the offensive side and scoring up points. I know they ain't really score, score many points the first game against Miami, so for them to come back and put a whole bunch on the board it look, made it look like the regular. Now, speaking of uh, Miami, obviously in that season opener, Florida had a big defensive performance, mm -hmm. 10 sacks in that game. Uh, ten sacks. I mean, I mean, I like how that looked because I played defensive line, so seeing yeah. seeing any sacks in there, especially for two of them coming from uh, Ventura Miller, from where I'm from, so yeah. that was really good. Have you ever had a game where you got close to ten sacks, you and your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last yeah. game. <laughs> and obviously, you've been committed to Florida for, for quite a while. Yeah. What do you like about that decision and, and everything this program has to offer? Uh, it just feel like home. Every time I come around, just always feel like home, and then. No, I probably most likely, if I do what I got to do when I get here, I can uh, see some early playing times. That's another thing. Now, a lot of people get hyped up about your size, man. Let, let the folks at home know where you at right now, height and weight-wise. 
291. How excited are for the coaches to have you, you know, come join this team? Any coach would be excited to sure. coach a 6'7", 291. And me not playing that for high school football for that long, me not having any bad habits. So. Yeah. Now, obviously, when you're going to come in size-wise, you're going to be ready. Mm -hmm. What are the things that you're going to feel like you need to work on with your game when you first get here? Uh, well, right now I'm working on just using my hands more. I come off the ball real quick and fast for being uh, 6'7", 290, so that's nothing I got to work on. But, yeah, just working on my hands well and uh, taking on two. Sure. And then last thing for you, I know as a big-time recruit, man, you had so many schools coming after you, even after you committed. You made the decision to shut it down. Mm -hmm. First of all, is that still the case? And second of all, if so, why did you choose to go about your recruitment like that? Because a lot of guys nowadays don't do that. Oh, uh, yeah, it's that my, my recruitment is definitely still shut down. And the reason I shut it down like that because, you know, you know, like I try to tell people Clemson, look at Clemson, you don't see Clemson players taking official visits. You don't see Alabama players taking official visits. So I got to show you, you can still do the same thing, the same thing like Florida, build something over here. Last but not least, when, when you do arrive here and join this football team, what, what can Florida fans expect from you on and off the field? Uh, just, a, just a leader. I want to be a leader, early leader, even though I'm a freshman, he still be a leader and then also just impact, uh, early impact player. That'll do it for this edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we discussed last year's loss to Kentucky and how it impacts Florida's players and coaches. We look back at Felipe Franks' history with the Wildcats and how he's approaching Saturday night's game. And we brought you some interviews with Tyree Cleveland, Malik Davis, and Florida defensive tackle commit Gervin Dexter. On tomorrow's show, we'll start looking ahead more to the Florida-Kentucky game and how the coaches and players are adjusting to the loss of quarterback Terry Wilson. Make sure you stay tuned in to Locked On Gators, your team every day.